everybody. This is the State of the American League Central. We're doing it a day later with July 4th coming on Monday. So today is Wednesday, July 6th. I'm Jack McMullen. Ryan Miller still deep in the CCBL season uh, with the Orleans Firebirds out on the Cape. We're going to talk about all-star snubs because this was a, um, a very interesting list, to say the least, of uh, the all-star finalists that Major League Baseball announced last week. Uh, the two all-star finalists from the AL Central, Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. Great. We're not going to spend much time on that. What we are going to spend it on is that Byron Buxton was left off, that Andres Jimenez was left off. How about that Major League Baseball's uh, provisional batting title holder, Luis Arise, was left off, Jose Abreu, um, and others. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible to me that these five were left off. Um, and uh, you can read all about those five uh, at JustBaseball.com. Sam Lucchini did a great job putting together a piece on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll start with Buxton. I'll, I'll take some notes here that Sam compiled in this article, but I mean, it's it's criminal. Come on. 22 homers. This is not a note that, that Sam had. He did have 22 homers, but I just want to run through the home run leaders in Major League Baseball right now. Aaron Judge is one. Jordan Alvarez is two. Kyle Schwarber, three, Mike Trout, four, and then three tied with 22 homers are Pete Alonso, Anthony Rizzo, and Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton is one of the best center fielders in all of baseball. And somehow, Lourdes Goriel Jr. was an all-star finalist ahead of Byron Buxton. I understand that he was hurt, but Buxton he's played 63 games. That's enough. That's absolutely enough. So uh, I think that Buxton should have been a starter. And the fact that he wasn't even one of the final four with Aaron Judge getting a free pass, so he wasn't a top five vote getter in the American League shows some serious East Coast bias. Um, I, I think it's funny that the all-star finalist snubs in the American League, they all came from the AL Central. So Luis Arise, another one. Arise, obviously, doesn't have much power, but I mean, dude, he's leading all the baseball and batting average. Um, he's hitting 348. I don't care if they're all singles. If you're hitting 348, then you're hitting 348. So Buxton and Arise being left off is very interesting. Carlos Correa is another one, too, although I think that Bo Bichette and Tim Anderson have been a little bit better. Um, Correa has been underwhelming. I think that... Tim Anderson has for sure been better. Obviously, T.A. was dealing with uh, that, that groin issue that held him out for a little bit. But T.A., I think, has been the best defensive shorts – or not defensive, just been the best shortstop in the American League so far this year, aside from maybe Jeremy Pena, who was not uh, an all-star finalist, which was very, very bizarre. Bo Bichette got some help from being a Blue Jay. Uh, there were a ton of Blue Jays on here. So shout-out to the Blue Jays fans for, for coming out in the fan vote. But – Bichette shouldn't be on here. I think it should be Jeremy Pena, but uh, Carlos Correa uh, was certainly a snub. Jose Abreu was another snub at first base. Um, you know, it was pretty interesting. You had Vladdy Jr. as a finalist, which I understand. You also had Ty France as a finalist, which I totally understand. But again, here's Blue Jay bias here. Uh, Jose Abreu should be a very solid trade candidate too. And then Andres Jimenez. Um, Jimenez at second base should absolutely be a finalist. Um, I think it's Jose Altuve as one of the finalists. And then, um, let's see, Jose Altuve and Santiago Espinal. Uh, 
Espinal has been good. Altuve has been good. Andres Jimenez was the second best second baseman in baseball or in the, uh, in the American league aside from Altuve. So there's that. Um, so yeah, those are the five that Sam Lucchini highlighted here. Uh, you had Buxton, Luis Arise, Carlos Correa, Jose Abreu, and Andres Jimenez. Uh, let's run through the standings real quick, and then I'll let you go. This will be a quick one uh, because it's just me, because why not, right? You've got Minnesota four and a half clear of Cleveland right now, which is fascinating. Minnesota's won two in a row. The Guardians have lost three in a row. Minnesota's looking right. I think if they were going to go deal, they should go get an arm. They should go get a starting pitcher. The offense looks really good, man. Jose Miranda is swinging it well. Um, you know, a couple of guys have, have left the yard uh, in Chicago the last two nights, which has been awesome to see. So, um, yeah, you got that. I, I think Minnesota is in a good position if they go and get a starting pitcher to continue to hold down this top spot. Cleveland is one game over 500. They're four and a half back. They've lost three in a row. They just got bludgeoned by the Tigers. I understand that it's a one-off, but I think Cleveland needs bats. The pitching struggling at points. Um, it doesn't help that you run out Aaron Savali and Kirk McCarty to start both games of a doubleheader against the Yankees. You should be able to match up with Bieber, McKenzie, Quantrill, Plesak, any of them. But you had to run out, you know, Savali and, and Kirk McCarty. Tristan McKenzie obviously carved through the Yankees. Um, so, you know, we'll see how Cleveland progresses here, but I think they should deal from the deepest farm system in baseball and go get some impact bats at the deadline. And how impact are those bats going to be? I have no idea. I think it's going to be a seller's market. I don't think that there will be a lot of very talented players um, out there available at this year's trade deadline. The White Sox are three games under. They're six and a half back. They've lost two in a row to Minnesota. I'm starting to jump ship. I really am starting to jump ship. You've got, uh, you know, Eloy Jimenez coming back from injury. Great, but oh, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I think pitching depth, I think offensive depth, I think offensive help. These are all kind of falling by the wayside here. And maybe the White Sox sell. Maybe Jose Abreu is available. We shall see what happens here. I think anybody that can get you a big return should be available here. Um, of course, aside from, oh, sorry, of course, aside from um, Luis Robert and uh, Cease and Kopech and Giolito, I, I think everybody else should be looked at. And Tim Anderson's in the final year of his deal. You're obviously not going to let T.A. walk. But if a Brave can get you, you know, a massive thing, you've got two other first basemen that you're asking to play corner outfield spots and Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn. So, um, you know, maybe it, it's time for the Abreu chapter to end in Chicago. Detroit is 12 back. They're 33 and 47. Riley Green, man. Riley Green with another uh, moonshot. Green has injected life into this offense. They've won three in a row. I'm very in on what Riley Green can do and what he's done for the Detroit Tigers. Now, the pitching is not going to be good this year. Might not even be good next year. But Riley Green and Torque is going to be very fun for the next couple of years. And then Kansas City, they're 29 and 50. They're three and seven in their last 10. They've lost two in a row. Granted, they are in Houston, but uh, MJ Melendez went yard. Um, you know, it, Bobby Witt went yard too. The, the youth is starting to show out offensively. I mean, this, this pitching staff is just so bad. They're the worst pitching staff in baseball, and it's not particularly close. So 
that's that. But yep, Minnesota, Cleveland, the White Sox, Detroit, Kansas City, tons and tons of all-star snubs. That's that for me. Kendall and T have the AL West for you a little bit later today. So thank you guys. Happy belated fourth. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.